Ah, we are live. This is episode eight of Before You Kill Yourself podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are experiencing some technical difficulties right now. Uh, let's see, because I'm I'm Instagram living, I'm Facebook living, and I'm also uh, recording my podcast, uh, which just shut off. So the Facebook podcast is back on. Like I said, thank you guys for tuning in to episode eight of Before You Kill Yourself podcast. AJ McPherson just joined in. Thank you. Um, once again, we always want to start off with the 1-800 number. 1-800-SUICIDE. If you or someone you know is thinking about taking their life, ending their life, um, please call 1-800-SUICIDE and they're actually the the government now. There's some uh, officials right now who are trying to shorten that number um, to four one one. So it it just dawned on me. It's insane that the number for that that you know the last number you might dial, the number to save your life, is one of the longest phone numbers in the world. One eight hundred suicide. It doesn't seem like a very long number, but when when you're um, when when you're feeling impulsive and at the end of your ropes, one eight hundred suicide is a long number. There are people who uh, can't even dial nine one one. A lot of uh, emergencies uh, uh, take place because people dial nine one or they dial nine one one and then forget to hit send or call. So I can't imagine someone who is um, uh, thinking about taking their life and then having to dial 1-800-SUICIDE. And then also, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but suicide is really not an easy word to spell. I could see somebody thinking it has two S's as opposed to one S and a C. So hopefully they get that changed from 1-800-SUICIDE to 411 uh so that we can you know so that it can even save more lives thank you everybody who's joining in uh like i said this is episode eight of my podcast before you kill yourself the only podcast uh unfortunately about suicide uh which is one of the reasons why i started this there you know there there are podcasts that talk about mental health and there are podcasts that uh, talk about depression and uh, loneliness and other aspects of it, but there's not one podcast that focuses primarily on suicide, which uh, is increasing in um, so, uh, so many demographics and especially uh, in first world countries is pretty high. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the holiday blues. Because uh, one of the myths that uh, uh, pervades is that suicide rates spike during the holidays. They actually, suicide rates actually go down. And we'll, we'll get into uh, why that is. Uh, but they actually go down. Uh, but before we get into that and talk about that, um, I, got, I, got, I, guess I got a bunch of letters coming in from people who are listening to the podcast and um, and they are surprised at what they didn't know, and they're using it to the information to talk to loved ones, to reach out to people. Um, I want to share something with you from, uh, let's see if I can open this up. I got a letter, and, uh, and it just, it really, really uh, touched me, um, everything that, let me see. Here we go. All right. So here's the letter. Here's the letter. Um, Leo, how are you doing? I finally started listening to your podcast. Finally. She, she should have been listening to my podcast. No, I'm joking. Um, I wish I had listened to it sooner. I saw a post nine days ago uh, from one of my acquaintances. The post did not sound like him at all. It was a cry for help. I messaged him letting him know that I was available to talk anytime and included my number. He called and we talked for 10 minutes. I'm not sure what he chose to share with me was the underlying problem, but I listened. 
I think I needed the connection as much as he did. I was so worried about him that I saved his number and gave him special ring text tones. I text him the next day to see how he was and his past. And this past Friday, I text him to tell him I'm free over the holidays. So not to hesitate to reach out if needed company, if he needed company. Thank you so much for sharing. I look forward to the next episode. Um, so I received that and it's so powerful how, and, and it's so important that you trust your intuition. You know, I have maybe about almost 5,000, uh, friends or followers here on Facebook. And a lot of you guys have so many friends that you also have, uh, on your social media and they post things that, uh, raise an alarm or that uh, 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 cause an issue for concern. And a lot of times we think that because someone has so many followers and so many friends and, and so many connections that we don't need to be the one to reach out to them, that we don't need to be the one to connect with them. When is the exact opposite is true. You know, uh, you hear about all these celebrities who have, millions of followers, millions of friends, and they still report feeling lonely. Um, case in point, so before I get it, uh, case in point, Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith is just now starting to reveal uh, on her uh, social media and uh, her Red Table Talk. If you haven't watched that, watch it. It's, uh, it's on Facebook, um, where she talks about her battle with depression, her battle with suicide. And this is this is Jada Pinkett Smith. This is Will Smith's uh, wife talking about battling with depression, battling with suicide, old thoughts. And and it was because she said when she was 20 years old, she you know, she came out to L.A. and immediately found success. And she thought that success would make her happy. And when she realized all the money and the, and the fame and being on television did not do anything to uh, it, uh, get rid of the, the pain, the angst, the, the, and the, the anger and whatever else she was feeling. Um, it, 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 it sent her, you know, she, she started to spiral out of control with drugs and alcohol. This is Jada Pinkett Smith. And she realized then that what, what got her back on track was she realized that your mental health has to be a daily practice. I'm going to say that again. Your mental health, your, your health in general, not just mental, but your mental health, your social health, your physical health, your spiritual health, they have to be a daily practice. You shower every day. You brush your teeth every day. Hopefully you brush your teeth every day. I hope everybody out there who's listening is brushing their teeth every day, especially flossing every day. Get that food out of your teeth. You ate a lot yesterday. Floss, brush, gargle a little bit. You don't have to gargle, but go ahead and gargle anyway if you got a little gargle laying around. But your mental, your physical, your spiritual health, all that is, you know, in yoga they talk about it. It's it's about your practice is what are you practicing every day? Every day I make a point to like I it's like back, you know, for you guys tuning in, uh, there's a hotel. I'm in a hotel in, uh, in Vegas and, you know, my flight was at 1030 a.m. So I made it a point. I made it It's part of my practice. I got up early before my flight and I went for an hour long walk. That's part of my practice because I, I knew I was going to have to come to the hotel and, uh, you know, I was, I was going to have to set up and I wouldn't be able to get outside the way I want to uh, later on. I will be able to get outside after this. But I love to start my day with fresh air. I meditated this morning. Uh, I'm going to do some exercises after this. I'm going to meditate again after this. What is your daily practice? And and that's so important to your mental health. Because what happens is a lot of us will wait until stuff hits the fan and then we'll be like, oh, what do I need to do to get back on track? No, 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 no. Stay on track. A, a train never gets off track. A train's not not getting off track and getting back on track. Trains stay on the track. Stay 
on the track. Practice every, if it worked for you today, keep doing it again tomorrow. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith also talked about how she cut sugar out of her diet. You know, the processed sugar. She used to start off with pancakes in the morning. And I don't know about you, but Leo Flowers loves some pancakes. But also, know if I have pancakes in the morning, oh, man, I'm going to feel heavy, lethargic. I'm not going to want to really be involved. Um, it's just it's no bueno starting my day off with. I need to start off with, uh, usually I start off with uh, lemon juice and water and a little cayenne. And uh, and I have that about 9 a.m., 9 a.m. or 11 a.m., depending on my day. But I love to start off with a little something that, you know, the cayenne gets 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 the metabolism going and the lemon pep and the lemon uh, gives you a little energy and then a water. I mean, what doesn't water fix people? That's that's what I'm saying. Um, shout out to Casey Palazzo. Oh, man, I just butchered her last name. She's going to kill me. Uh, my boy Eric Peterkowski is in the building. Rebecca Eitzen, Dennis Springer, my, my coach from college, Damon Robinson. Robert's in there. My boy Peter, uh, Antonio Flores. Shout out to everybody who's uh, who's who's tuning in. Thank you guys. Uh, Marcella's tuning in. But like I said, it's all about your daily practice and how you take care of your mental health. Um, now, so I want to get into the. I want to get is ten ways for you to take care of your mental health during the holidays, because even though. Suicide rates actually decline during the holidays. A lot of people think they spike around Thanksgiving and Christmas. But one of the reasons is that, that they go down is because usually people who are uh, thinking about taking their life, uh, they don't have the energy to do it during the winter months. Uh, because everybody during the winter usually goes into hiding. Uh, and uh, your depression actually may ramp up, but your suicidal ideation uh, may actually, that might tone down. So it seems counterintuitive, but you actually need energy to actually take your life. So that's why people who are manic depressive usually take their life during the manic stage, not during the depressive stage. But you'll also see a spike and you're like, well, if it goes down in the winter, when does it spike? It spikes when spring hits. So April, May, June, you see a spike in uh, suicide rates because now the sun is out. There's more life. There's more people have more energy. And um, and so, yeah, you see the numbers go up. And so April, May, June, that's what you need to watch out for right there. All right. So we're going to go into. The 10 things you can do to combat, though, because we do want to we do want to address the fact that people um, are uh, struggling with maybe seasonal affective disorder or depression or loneliness or disconnection. And we want to talk about the, the the things that you can do so that you can come out of this holiday season stronger and better than how you started. You know what I mean? Uh, number one is we want to plan ahead, right? I, I got notes. I like taking notes. I'm a note taker. Uh, planning ahead is is number one on the list. And the reason why planning ahead is so important is because during the holidays, people usually have uh, more time off, right? Maybe you get a week off, two weeks off, especially teachers. They have more time off. Um, business is slower. So but some people actually have to work two jobs. So some people you see, depending on your uh, profession, you might be working a lot more. You might be ramping it up. But a lot of people are, are slowing it down during the holidays. So then there's this like, what do I do with all this extra time on my hands? And if you haven't really planned on what you're going to do with the extra time, you end up like Netflix and chilling. And then time just goes by really fast. And then you're right back at work. And and now you're really angry because you didn't really do anything with the free time that you had. So let's plan ahead. Let's plan like books we're going to read. You see that a lot with presidents. Presidents will be like, yeah, I'm going on a week long vacation or two weeks vacation. And they'll post the books that they're going to read during their vacation. So they're just not chilling. 
they're just not laying back doing nothing. They, even though they are on vacation, even though they are resting and relaxing, they do have a plan of what they're going to do. They do have a plan for their activity. So during these winter months when things are a little slower for some people, uh, maybe you got laid off or, or whatever's going on, have a plan for what your daily routine is going to be. Um, I have books that I'm going to read. I'm reading uh, a book right now called When Night Falls, um, which is about suicide. It's a, But it's a, about the history. It's a really good book, really thorough book. Um, also, when I have time off, cooking. You know, plan a, like, like what are some uh, recipes you want to cook? What are some things you want to throw on a grill? Um, what are, maybe you want to bake a pie. Maybe cook for someone else. I bought some juices yesterday that I was going to drink. I was going to do a one day juice cleanse. And then I I completely forgot that I was going to fly out here to Vegas and I couldn't bring seven glass juice bottles uh, with me in my luggage. I could have checked it in, but then I would have to wrap it, whatever. So I gave it to one of my next door neighbors who I've never met. I've never knocked on her door. But, you know, today I knocked on her door. I gave her the juices and, and then we talked a little bit and now we're best friends. So even if you go, well, I don't have any friends, I don't know anybody, you'd be surprised. There's there are people that you see every day, and because you see them every day, they feel like they know you in some way. So cook something or do something for one of those people, one of those strangers that you see, whether it's the clerk or your landlord, uh, a neighbor, uh, the, the cashier at a grocery store. Cook or create something for someone else and just and just give it to them and you'd be surprised at how thankful they are that that you uh thought of them in that way so we, we don't just it is you don't have to be friends with everybody you don't have to know everybody but if there are people that you see on a daily basis or weekly basis um just do something for them so you know plan ahead and part of planning ahead too is create a vision board you have to create a vision board. All right, so yeah, Marcella just asked me, what do you think about making a vision board? So here's here's what I say, Marcella, for the vision board. A couple things, right? One is create a vision board, and you know, you, you're cutting stuff out, and you're writing words, and you have images that are uh, gonna inspire your vision. However, let's add to that, Marcella. Let's not just stop at uh, the cutouts. Um, so one of my visions is to perform in sold out arenas. And I put this up on Instagram uh, not too long ago. And I was like, all right, so so my vision board, I wrote it down. How else can I help make this come to life more? So I was like, puzzles. There are puzzles of arenas and coliseums and stadiums. So I ordered a puzzle of an arena and uh, of the uh, USC arena. That was the only one I could find at the time. There's one of the coliseum, but it's I don't want to. I don't want to when I think about the Coliseum, I think about animals getting slaughtered and, and people being sent to their death. Um, so I ordered one of the of the uh, of the USC uh, arena. Um, another way that you can think about it is create like a 3D model by clay. Um, another way is to talk about it. Keep talking about it with different people. Um, I have a buddy who wrote a New York Times bestselling book. Uh, Sex at Dawn, and he said he talked about that book for three to five years before he actually started writing the book. So everybody's like, well, don't talk about it, be about it. No, talk about it, and then talk about it some more, and talk about it with, with more people so that it stays at the top of your brain, so that those people then over time start to hold you accountable to what you said, like, hey, man, remember that time you said you're going to uh, build something? So talk about it. It's all part of your vision. Find ways to create um, uh, uh, pieces of your vision. So, for instance, going back to my arena example, I instead of just stopping at the puzzle, I've also like, well, let me make up tickets that people would have to buy to come see me. So it, like you're doing these little things that paint this picture and get your excitement going about your vision. If, you're, if your vision is to find someone or to, you know, maybe uh, you're single and, and you want to be with someone, 
you know, take your, you know, go out to places where you'd want to go with that person. Book if 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 you're like, I just want somebody I could go to Italy with. Well, then book the trip to Italy. Just just go, and I promise you, you will find somebody on your trip to Italy, or maybe on your way back. Maybe you find nobody on the way to trip, but maybe on the way back. But somewhere along. You going to Italy and coming back, you're going to connect with somebody. So, you know, don't wait for the vision. Start creating the vision. Start speaking it into uh, existence. Um, all right. So it's plan ahead is our um, number one way. Uh, now, our first thing we, we want to talk about in terms of addressing holiday blues. The other thing uh, to deal with holiday blues is avoid family conflict. I, I, family's crazy around this year because there's a lot of alcohol. People been holding back things that they want to say. And the holidays, is that especially I've seen YouTube videos of families arguing, getting into it at the dinner table, like right after prayer. Like you just talked to God and now you're about to yell at your dad about something that happened 15 years ago. Come on. Listen. The holidays is not a time for that. You can, it's it's what, Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. I would say definitely sometime between uh, December 26th and uh, the 30th. That's the best time to have the conversation because you don't want, we don't, we don't want to go into the new year, right? Uh, we don't want to go into the new year with, um, with with old resentment, right, and with old feelings and all, so get all that stuff out on but on the twenty sixth. Wait till all the gifts have been opened and everything's good, and somewhere between the thirtieth, and then you could go into the new year with some with some fresh feelings, some some new love, some new connection, um, and um, and you're not you're not you're not you know we don't want to carry 2018 into 2019 uh, unless only the good stuff. Let's, let's leave the bad stuff in, in 2018. All right. Um, the other thing that we can do to, and, and you know what, if, if it's that bad with the family, you don't have to spend it with the family, spend it with friends, volunteer somewhere, um, spend it alone. It, it, and that's okay. Just because let's be honest. During the holidays is when wherever you live is so quiet. I live in L.A. There's no traffic. My boy Rodney Perry just checked in. There's no traffic. And um, and so I there is a part of me that as much as I wanted to be with my family and friends, there's also a part that was like, oh, I could I can just kind of chill and, and, and it's, you know, be be to myself in my apartment. And it feels great because it's so quiet you don't realize like how loud a lot of places are um, uh, until you know nobody's there, and then you're like, "Wow, it's it's really quiet." So avoid the family conflict. That says number two on avoiding the holiday blues. All right, um, number three, forget perfection. I'm 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 notorious for trying to get everything perfect. It took me like three hours to set all this up. It don't look like it, but I had see those pillows right there. Uh, for the, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm doing uh, Facebook Live and Instagram Live. So the pillows in the background, I had to make sure that was all nice and fluffy before we got started with this. But forget perfection. And the way to deal with being, having, and wanting everything to be perfect is to be grateful. That's the number one way to do it, boys and girls, is to be grateful. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for the friends you have. Be grateful for the family that you have. Be grateful for the health that you have. Even if you're sick, even if you're injured, there are, it could be, could be worse, right? Like there could be more going on. And so to be grateful that you can even, and this is going to sound strange, but be grateful that you can even feel pain because the fact that you can feel pain means that you're alive, alive. People who don't feel pain are dead. And so by feeling pain, it means we're still here. It means we're still in a fight. It means we're still going. It means we still have a chance. It means there's still opportunity. That means we can still grow. So be grateful 
for the things that you had. And on top of that, on top of being grateful, you know, everybody made a Christmas list this year. Make a list of the things you already have. Make a list of all your friends. Make a list of all the, the places that you love to go to. Make a list of the foods that, that you that you love to eat and to have eaten. And make a list of what you already have, of the ideas that you have, of the clothes that you have, of the of the uh, of the places that you've been, of the stories that you have. Make a list of that. You know, we we always thinking about what we want, but every now and again, especially this this time of year, is good to make a list of what you have. So do that. Make a list of what you have. Um, make and then also also make a list of what you want to let go. Is this this the season of letting go? You got to let it go. Let it go. I don't know why we're singing, but let it go. Let some things go. Let I was uh I was at dinner yesterday with some friends and a buddy of mine brought up something that happened 20 years ago. 20 years ago. He was like, you know, I'm still upset about because I ate one of his Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> uh, anybody have a, a Rice Krispie treat? He is still angry to this day about me eating one of his Rice Krispie treats. And and he said to me, he goes, I, I, he's like, I know you're thinking, I, I, why can't I just let this go? And I was like, actually, I'm not. I'm not thinking that. Um, I kind of feel bad for you that that's something you still want to hold on to, you know, because uh, you're you're holding on to it, not not me. Like that's your your burden to bear. Um, and if and if you want to take up your energy holding on to a rice crispy treat, uh, by all means, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, have another rice crispy treat. So, uh, you know. Make a list of things that you want to let go, okay? Now, tying into that, another way to deal with the holiday blues, and and this is something that I've always encouraged people to do, and I actually, I actually need to do it myself. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it uh, before the, the year is out, but learn to grieve, right? So a lot of us, grew up with uh, a lot of unmet needs and are, are you might be in a relationship now or in a job now or in a space now where you have needs that are not being met and um, and you need to make a list of those you need to be aware of those and you need to grieve for the needs that you haven't had met and then come up with a strategy for how you're gonna have those needs met right um, if you're if you're feeling lonely, all right, so you're lonely, bask in that, recognize that, accept that, and then figure out what are the steps you're going to take to to have that need met. One of the ways is uh, join a group. Join a support group. It like the the problem with that I see in a lot of relationships and and I, I recognize this to myself also that we've had is that, we and Esther Perel, who uh, wrote uh, Mating in Captivity, she talks about this, that we expect the one person that we're with to fulfill all of our needs. And it's not possible. One person cannot fulfill all of your needs. And um, and so that's why it's so important if you don't have a strong family or social support group that you join a group, whether it's AA or NA or a, 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 a group on uh, grief and loss, but find yourself a group of people that, that you can just share all of it with them, right? Because the one person in your life, your, your spouse, your girlfriend, your wife, your boyfriend, your husband, your best friend, they can't take all of it. And it's not fair to ask them to, to to deal with all of your emotional unmet needs. Cause let's be honest, like a lot of us have a lot. Like we coming in with trucks full, 
boatloads full, buses. We got buses of unmet needs coming in. And one person, we ourselves aren't enough. Your therapist may not even be enough. You might need a therapist and a group to help you get uh, what you get, get your needs met, right? Um, and they just have to be grieving groups. They could be, you could start a, start a book club. Start a book club. Because even through talking about the books that you're reading, you're also going to be sharing why these characters or why that story resonated with you. And, and through doing that, you're going to be expressing uh, some of your needs, some of your emotions, some of your wants, some, your thoughts and ideas. You're going to be you're, you're, it's an opportunity for you to get that stuff out through the book. So start a book club, start a start a, uh, you know, poker club, something where a group of people are getting together uh, to do one thing. But it also gives you an opportunity to share and talk and discuss and air out and 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 de de uh, I was gonna say decompose, but that's not <laughs> decompress. That's the word I was looking for. We definitely don't want you to decompose. Not right now. That's the opposite of what this podcast is about. Um, so the other thing in terms of battling the holiday blues. All right. Um, like I said, the last one was learn how to grieve. Um, and the next one is schedule sleep. Now, during the holidays, because there, there are parties and there are events and uh, work is either slower or it's picked up, uh, it gets us off our regular schedule. Our, our, our regularly scheduled program uh, is being interrupted by the holidays. And so maybe maybe because you, uh, now maybe you're staying up later because you don't have to get up as early in the morning. I'm, I'm super guilty of that. And and so now you're waking up later, uh, maybe you're eating later. And so your whole circadian rhythm is just getting off. And then you just feel off. You feel a little slow, a little sluggish, a little heavier. You don't feel quite right. So it's very, very important that um, you schedule sleep. You stay on your regular sleep cycle. Maybe even get up a little early. If you have more time, get up a little early. If you have less time. Uh, schedule in naps. You only need 20 minutes to take a nap, 20 minutes uh, or 90 minutes. But make sure you're getting enough sleep. If you don't sleep, uh, it lowers your metabolism. Uh, it increases your feelings of depression. Um, uh, you, people usually gain weight when they're not uh, getting adequate sleep. Like create a sleep sanctuary. Cl- you know, black out the curtains. Cut off all your electronics. Don't be on on Netflix or Amazon Prime watching movies until the the wee hours of the night. Don't go to bed in front of the laptop or the computer. You know, read a book. My sister, her father is staying with her right now. And her father was like, I I I love my, uh, Asa says she loves her naps. Her, my sister's father is staying with her right now. And he thought that, it might be a cause of concern because he can't really sleep through the night and it's hard for him to fall asleep and then it's hard for him to stay asleep. And and now that he's been there for a few days, and my sister was like, he's been sleeping like a baby every day. And the one reason is, is that she will not let him fall asleep in front of the television or in front of the laptop. He like he reads himself to sleep and is knocking him out and keeping him knocked out. So it's a lot of people think, well, I can't sleep. You can sleep. It's just your sleep protocol. I love that word protocol. You need a sleep protocol. My protocol, blah, blah, blah. It just sounds official. You know, like, like we got to go do this. I'm going to write that word down. Protocol. I love that word protocol. Um, your sleep protocol um, is, is the issue there. Whether it's, uh, you know, taking a bath and reading a magazine and, uh, you know, reading or, or reading a book or it's just you just plop in bed and then, you know, watch TV and, and pray, pray for the best, which for some people that works. And, and I understand why people uh, fall asleep with the TV, because it, it you feel connected to the characters and, you know, you, you may feel lonely otherwise. But I challenge you to if you open a book, 
you can feel just as connected to those characters that you're reading and you don't have that glare messing up your eyes and then keeping you artificially awake. What with a book when I'm reading, when I'm reading a book at night and I feel sleepy, I just go to sleep. But television, because it's so stimulating and, and, and it's uh uh, you know, the, the, the flashes and the lights and uh, the quick edits, that stuff keeps you awake and then you're not even uh, aware of how tired you are watching that stuff. Um, so the other thing is, in terms of fighting the holiday blues, and we already mentioned this, is get help. A therapist, there are online therapists, there are uh, therapists who will Skype with you, who will video conference with you. Call 1-800-SUICIDE. Uh, I link... Uh, in every podcast episode show notes, all of the numbers uh, that, that you can call, whether it's uh, you're dealing with domestic violence, you're dealing with uh, LB, I don't even want to get it wrong, uh, but any uh, uh, LBG, and I know some other letters in there, but any of the LBG uh, issues, there's a phone number for that. Um, what else is there? Uh, phone number for... But but the point is there's there even there's even I think one eight hundred talk line or something, so there even if you because I understand some people don't want to call one eight hundred suicide because they feel like it might show up or they might be judged or shamed for it, but there are talk lines. There's just lines that you can call for free if you just need someone to talk to. And like I said, like we said in the beginning, don't wait until you feel depressed don't wait until you can't roll out of bed don't wait until you've had an uh, uh, a suicide attempt call if you've had the feelings before call now and just to pro- to help you process what you've done before if you haven't talked to anybody up to this point about your feelings your thoughts your attempts call someone like cut like cut this off right now pick up the phone call someone to just help you process that because if you think that that was your only that was your only attempt your only time your only thought your only idea you're you're mistaking yourself and that's the mistake a lot of people make is that they go ah well that was something and I'm still here not a big deal I don't need to talk about it. no you definitely need to process it because Every time it happens, the the urge and it's going to get stronger. It's just like, you know, you start off with one drink and people go, well, I just had one drink. But yeah, but now next time you're going to have two drinks and then 10 drinks. And then, it, yeah, it doesn't slowly build. It exponentially builds. So same thing with our urges and our ideations. They don't slowly build. They exponentially build. So find a way to process um you guys just gave me another idea. Uh, process that. Good. So find a way to process that. All right. So the other thing is uh, exercise. Excuse me. I just I just ate. Uh, what did I just eat? I ate. Oh, a very bad apple. I bought an apple downstairs in a in a food shop, and it wasn't a good. I should. I only ate half of it. Threw it away wasn't a good apple, but it was $2 for that apple. Dab, nab it. Um, get exercise. Like I said, I started off my morning. I knew I was going to have to hop on a plane, come to Vegas, uh, record this. So I made it a priority to get up, get moving, get some fresh air, walk around. And, and like I said, I understand that a lot of people don't have a lot of time because of maybe they're working two jobs or raising kids, et cetera, et cetera. But you only need 20 minutes. You can squeeze in 20 minutes of just walking, of daylight, of fresh air, of something outside, outdoors. Even prison inmates get 20 minutes. You have to get out of, um, you have to, and, and it's better. Not only is exercise good, right? Exercising outdoors is better. Exercising outdoors with a group is the best. As much as I hate cyclists in LA, these man, these these cyclist gangs just cycle through the lights. They cycle over women and children. They're they're terrorists. I'm not talking about bikers. 
I'm talking about cyclists. And in L.A., they're straight up gangster. My boy Eric Love just uh, Lopez just uh, uh, tuned in. The cyclists in L.A. are straight up gangster. Uh, so as much as I despise them, I love the fact that um, they're exercising outdoors in a group and the, the the conversations that they have are so like they're always discussing business or relationships. They're really connecting. They're really bonding. They're really sharing. And and there's so there's something about not just exercising, but exercising outdoors in the sunshine, in the wind, in the rain, uh, no matter what. And then doing it in a group. So and then, you know, the best part about exercising outdoors in a group is, is then you go, you know, get, uh, you know, some burgers after or some drinks or whatever. You know, it's, it's this whole it's a community and it holds you. It holds you accountable. Right. So, like I said, it does. You have to get you don't have to buy a little you don't have to buy the little tight biker suit. I'm not saying do all that. You don't have to you don't have to do all get the little cycling shoes. It's an expensive sport. But even just walking, grab some friends uh, instead of uh, going to uh, get beer first. Be like, hey, let's go for a walk or let's take a class or, or let, let's go kayak or, or uh, mountain cl- something. There's 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 no reason why you can't do. So I don't care where you live. There's some type of physical activity that's conducive to where you are. Um, and and so you just have to work on building that group and building that, that social uh, dynamic. Because I even though I walk by myself most of the time um, and I love it. There are times where I love taking uh, a yoga class and you just feel good when at the end of class, um, you know, you're laying on that mat and it's you and 50 or, you know, 20 to 50 other people. And you're like, yeah, we did it. You feel like we did it. Like, like, all right, we're, you know, good, good job, team. You just want to high five. Right. Um, so there is something powerful. I have a client who bought a um, uh, a Peloton bike and I have a lot of friends who've done this. They bought the Peloton bike and. Because they, they were like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be easier. I'll get on it every day. Uh, I won't have any excuses. And then they find excuses. I love the people who are like who do things like they buy stuff. We all think that if we buy this thing or if we get this gadget, I won't have any excuses. Trust me, there no one is excuse free. There is always a reason to not do something that you don't want to do. But one of the reasons that uh, she doesn't like the Peloton is because um, she misses the group class. She loves being in class and riding her bike with other people and the energy that comes from it. You can't get that kind of energy from riding a bike by yourself. It's not fun. There's not the, because what people fail to miss is like cycling isn't just about, um, you know, getting your heart rate up and burning calories. It's about the camaraderie before the class, uh, and then especially after. It's like, oh man, that was a great. And then, then you know, if it was a bad class, you get to talk about like, oh, the music sucked today. Like, there's something fun about, you know, uh, cheering in unison about something, but also complaining in unison about <laughs> something, whether it's the instructor or the music or or what have you, or your sciatica, whatever's happening. Um, so. Do things in groups. We are a tribal people. Tribal, okay? Um, uh, so the other thing about um, uh, uh, fighting the holiday blues is, uh, and I already mentioned this, get outside. And I was just telling somebody this the other day that anytime I feel cold, used to when I felt sick or coming down with something because all my clients are there everybody's sick like their kids get sick and then they get sick and then they try to pass it on to leo flowers leo flowers is impenetrable and i tell you why because instead of taking cough syrup or some coldness or uh nyquil or whatever i just go outside now i will say this i'm blessed because i live in l.a and a lot of times uh, I'm up here in Vegas. So for me to go outside is not 
too much of a big deal because it's not that cold. It's not freezing. I don't have to shovel snow. I don't have to walk through snow. I don't have to trudge. People don't really walk. They trudge. I like that word trudge through snow. And and so it's more it's, it's easier. But I designed my life like that. I knew I love to be outside and that I need to be outside and that I need sun. So when I had to choose between New York and L.A., I moved to L.A. because I knew that New York got very little to no sunshine. And you had to really go out. You had really had to search for the sun in Los Angeles and I did or in New York. And I did not want to have to do that. So L.A., zero excuses. Well, there are days where I still don't go outside. But um, you, you have to slowly and uh, meticulously and intentionally uh, design your life and your lifestyle and it, and to so that you know you can have the things in place that you need so that you can thrive we're not listen I'm not here to survive we're, we're not here to survive we're, we are here to thrive we are here to exceed expectations is what we're here to do um, so get outside get some sun you only need 20 minutes of sun 20 minutes during your lunch break go outside eat outside move outside right you got to get that sun because that sunshine is going to help you sleep at night also if you don't get enough sun i'm gonna and i'm gonna drill it into you guys's head every day because i i still have so many friends and so many clients who don't get outside enough and then they talk about how they can't sleep at night leo flower sleeps like a baby most of the time, you know, every now and again, you know, the weekends come around, you know, but like, that's what I love about being in Vegas. Oh man. Cause I'm gonna go hike uh, red rocks. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm looking up because I can see the mountains from my, my room. Vegas is surrounded by mountains and uh, it's just, it's still, and the air is cl- 10 times cleaner than LA, even though I think that's going to change because of uh, the football stadium coming here. So prices are already going up through the roof. But uh, get outside. Get yourself. Start your day off. Don't start your day off with caffeine. Go for a walk outside and then see if you need the caffeine. If you still need the caffeine, then you come back in. But but don't start the day off with caffeine thinking you need the caffeine. You just need to go outside, get a walk, let that cold air hit you. Bow. And then, boom, you're up, you're ready to go, you're up and running, you feel great. Um, and so the other thing, and I know I said we're only going to do 10, but we're going to add a couple more. We got some bonus things for you guys. <coughs> um, do not, even though it's the holidays, and, and, and pull this in, pull this in, boys and girls. Pull it in, everybody, everybody lean in. Do not binge on food. The holidays is not a time for you to have permission to just eat what and drink whatever you want. Um, you can indulge a little bit if you if you can control it. You know, in addiction, they say one is too many, one hundred is not enough. One is too many, one hundred is not enough. And if you're like that with alcohol, where one drink of alcohol is too many, and a hundred drinks is not enough. To where you're, you get to the hundredth, and you're like, "Where, where's a hundred and one?" Get just cut alcohol out of your life. Jada Pinkett Smith, that thing, just how she did with uh, processed sugar. She cut sugar out of her life because she recognized how it caused mood swings. Um, all right, uh, Aces is talking about over here on uh, Instagram Live about light pollution, and there is light pollution, and that's why it's so important that. You get out into nature, you you know, and, and get some of that that real light, that natural light versus the hotel light. The one thing that I I swear that keeps me um, um, healthy is that I don't I try to spend as little time in a hotel as possible uh, when I'm here, and I try to spend as much time as I can outside getting uh, regular light. I'm sorry, I just I realized I, I just affected the sound. Um, so get outside, get some real light, some natural light, the indoor artificial light, especially from your laptop and your iPad and your cell phone. That is not good for your brain. It's keeping you wired and we don't want to be wired. OK, there's a difference between 
wired and focused. We want to be focused. We want to be locked in. We do not want to be wired. Wired is it, it, we're, it means we're, we're almost out of control to be. I don't want to be wired. I want to be focused. I want to be calm. I want to be serene. I want to be present. When we are wired, we are uh, we're 10 steps ahead and not in a good way. We're going to burn out when we're wired. So, you know, people taking these pre-workout drinks and all these caffeine drinks that that are keeping you up, that are keeping you wired. The the uh, espressos you go to Europe, they have one espresso in the morning. They're not doing a triple shot latte. They're having one shot of espresso and a croissant, and then they're out the door. One shot, one croissant, out the door. This three shots of double mocha whipped cream frappuccino with three muffins. Put them down because you're going to crash, and then you're going to need more shots to keep you wired, right? Because that you're not really focused. You're just like your eyes are wide open. Your your pupils are dilating. That's not a good place to be. So we want to be focused, not wired. I like that. Focused, not wired. There are things I'm saying on here. I'm writing it down so I can uh, use it for some other um, uh, forms of media. Um, and so last thing. This is the last thing in terms of staying uh, avoiding the holiday blues and, and really enjoying your time during the holidays right now is cut back on your commitments. I, I'm, I realize there's just black in my face. Um, and I'm, whew, this is one of those things Leo Flowers struggles with. And I'll be honest with you right now because I, I, I love to stay busy, you know, but you have to cut back on your commitments. Commit, commitments. Commitments, yeah, commitments. Um, don't put too much on your plate. Don't feel like, don't feel like you got to do a million things a day. Hey, make a list. What are the three most important things to do today? And if you get one of those done, great, you win. Pat on the back, kick your feet up. But this is not the time for you to be ramping up. It's the time to just kind of neutral out. Uh, ramp down. You should be in. It's, this is like a planning, preparation, getting rid of stuff phase versus adding. This is not the time to be adding things to your plate, both literally and figuratively. This is not the time for you to eat more food. Do not be putting more on your plate. You should be taking things off of your plate. Lighten the load. Okay, lighten the load. Whether that uh, maybe you have too many uh, social engagements that you have set up, maybe you're working out too much, uh, too many projects, too many people you said yes to, call them up and say no. Tell people no. Don't be afraid to tell people no when they ask you to do something. I was just talking to a buddy about this yesterday is that there are people who, because you know I'm a personal trainer and I'm a big guy, they ask me to move stuff, and I'll look them right in the eye and be like, no, no, I'm not moving. What makes you think, yes, I could move the refrigerator, but I'm not moving the refrigerator, not by myself, not with 12 people. I'm just not, when I, I don't even move my own refrigerator. I'll hire somebody. I'll bring somebody in to move the refrigerator. I'm not moving the refrigerator. Are you kidding me? Like that, it's heavy. There's no class. There's no training. There's no YouTube videos on how to properly. I'm just listen. Practice saying no. If you feel overwhelmed right now, call some. Here's what I. Here's my challenge to you. Call someone up that you said yes to and be like, you know what? My apologies, but you know, after looking at my schedule, I thought I could squeeze this in, and I don't think I can do the job that you know, that uh, you expect me to do and are up to my standards with all the other things I have on my plate. Uh, if you want me to do this at a later at a later time, that's possible. But right now, with everything that's on my plate, I can't on my plate. I can't give it the attention and quality and care that 
I know it requires, and that would be up to par with my standards and yours. Tell them that. Tell them that, or just tell them flat out, no. It feels so good to tell someone no. Do it. Tell them no. Say, I can't do it. I have too much on my plate. I can't eat all of this. You know what? It's, it's like, you know, my mom is from the, the Caribbeans, from Belize, and so my family has this thing where, you know, you, you not only do you eat what's on your plate, but you go back, you get seconds, you get thirds. And it's like, no, nah, eat more, eat more. And it's like, I, I can't. And I realize I've been going through life eating more, trying to eat more than what I should be eating. And, and now I'm like, I have to cut back on that stuff. So cut back. Um, so those are the things that you can do to help you get through the holiday blues uh, so that, you know, we, like I said, we don't want you to take your life. If you're thinking about taking your life, if you feel it, if you're feeling disconnected, call 1-800-SUICIDE, call 1-800-TALK. There's so many phone numbers that you can call. There's so many people you can email, you can Skype, you can, um, uh, uh, um, uh, text, uh, whatever. Call someone, reach out to a friend. Um, and if you, you know, like my friend said, like, if you see someone post something on Facebook where they seem kind of down and out, um, melancholy, um, it doesn't, you know, just, they just don't sound like themselves, reach out. You know, my buddy yesterday, you know, I reached out to a friend because some other friends were like, yeah, I, th- I don't think he's doing too well. Hey, man, how's it going? And that, And so reaching out. All right, let me backtrack for a second because I just talked about not taking on more commitments than you can. So here's how you reach out and set boundaries at the same time. Because I think a lot of times people don't want to reach out because they fear that they'll overcommit, right? That, oh, man, what if I reach out and then they want to be on the phone for 10 hours and blah, blah, blah. So one of the ways that you can reach out to someone is to say, hey, um, I heard you going through a few things. If you want to talk about it Tuesday between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. and 6.30 or Friday from 1.30 to 2 during my lunch break, we can talk about it then. Like schedule, give, like schedule a time when you will be available both physically and mentally to really be present for them. Instead of what most of us do is that we just go, yo, man, just hit me up, man. I'm here anytime. No, you're not. You are not there anytime. Be honest with yourself. Be self-aware. You have stuff going on in your life, and and there there are things that you can't drop uh, for this person, unfortunately. But And so be honest about that. Say, look, you know, I got this time. I got this time between this time and that time to really talk to you. And um, or just let them know what you can do for them. Or I, I got a, I got a friend who uh, has a clinic. Here's a phone number. You even just send them a phone number. Hey, man, here's a phone number. Uh, why don't you try? Why don't you call it? You know, see what they're about. I heard really good things about it. Um, it doesn't have to be you. You don't have to be the person. And I'm talking to myself, too. You don't have to be the person to solve whatever's going on with them. But you could help facilitate. You could help direct. You could help guide them to resources that could potentially help them. Um, And so do that. Don't be afraid. Uh, What I want to leave you guys with, man, listen, today is December 26th. Yeah, 26th, the day after Christmas. I want to say very Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Happy holidays. Um, I'm super grateful. I wrote a list of the things that I'm grateful for uh, from this year. Um, What I have to stop saying um, is driving me nuts. And now you guys are going to start. See, I just said it again. So I just want to share with you guys. I went to, so some of the things I'm grateful for from two, these are my 2018 highlights. Don't laugh because, you know, they're not. (laughs) Um, But uh, I went to an amazing restaurant in Philly. 
I performed in Pakistan, Karachi, Pakistan, in front of the, the, the people, not, not the troops, the people. That was great. I paintballed for the first time, which I loved. Paintballing is amazing. And uh, I was mistaken for a Nigerian drug lord. I got these glasses this year. I never wore glasses before. That's 2018. Friends, my all my friends on my birthday came to see me perform at a show. That was that was really heartwarming. And I don't use words like heartwarming. Um, hung out with my boy Lloyd Brown in San Diego. That was great because I hadn't seen him in so long. And uh, did the comedy Kickback, which is a show that's a really great show at the Improv. I was really proud of that. I've been wanting to do that show forever, and it was great. Went to North Carolina with Brian Callen. That was fun because North. I love North Carolina. Went. I went uh, boating and uh, jet skiing, and just had had a blast. The audiences were amazing down there in North Carolina. Uh, saw the Humans, which is a, a play about uh, people losing their jobs. Uh, during a recession, uh, there are factory workers, but it was just an amazing play, and I caught it on the last night that they were performing. I camped in Oregon with uh, Amanda, one of my good friends from college. That was great, uh, and I because I had never been, I can't remember the last time I went camping, but that was really amazing. And yeah, uh, did anything crazy happen during that? Oh, uh, I okay. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. I did an edible. I did a couple edibles. And I thought I was going to die from the edibles. It was a horrible experience. Uh, and that was the last time I've done an edible. And that was, when When was that? That was in August I did that. So that's how bad that trip was. Like, it was August that I did that. Um, headline, the Comedy Palace in San Diego. Uh, again, that was great. And then Ty, my boy Ty Barnett had a birthday. We celebrated in October that was fun. I hadn't seen Ty in a while, and we met, he, we both just lost a very good friend that was close to us, so getting together for his birthday was great. Um, and then I launched a podcast. I launched this podcast in November. And I, and listen, I've been talking about this podcast for a long time. For a, uh, I had another podcast, and uh, so I've been talking about this one for a long time and finally launched it in November. So I'm excited about that. Uh, uh, about this and then did a show in columbus ohio at the wild goose i launched i had a I had a podcast launch show in columbus people turned out it was an amazing energy amazing vibe and super thankful so i want you guys uh you know to, to write down all the things that that we're thinking because we forget you know as we get older the months and years and, and the time just starts to go by and it all becomes one big thing. And you go, was that this year or last year? Was that, oh, man, that was five years ago? That's crazy. So before your year is over, uh, create a vision board. Create a vision board. And then, like I said, um, talk about it and then talk about it some more. And, and talk about it till it gets done. Because as you, every time you keep talking about it, you'll bring to life the the vision the the emotions you'll come up with new ideas on how to make it better uh and and, and other people will start to hold you accountable it's an amazing and amazing thing so thank you guys for tuning in to before you kill yourself podcast make sure you share this podcast make sure you comment comment share rate it thank you guys i appreciate it if you have uh, and i love and lastly I love the letters. I get, I said, I'm getting so many letters, and there was one I, I was going to read. I don't know what I do with it right now. I'll read it in the next episode. But uh, but I love receiving the letters. I love, you know, I, I started this podcast because I definitely want to make a, an impact on people's lives. And, and so when, when you guys remind me and, and let me know about how it's helped you and, and how you've, or, you know, reached out to someone and or sparked up a conversation with someone that that just it fuels me. It, it keeps me going. It keeps the community going. And uh, and, uh, it, you know, I got some I have some really I have some really great interviews coming up. I'm so excited about 2019. And lastly, this is the last thing. I for, OK, here it is. And even though we just started this podcast and you guys are the first to hear about this today. Um, 
there's I just got contact. I was just contact. Uh, I was just contacted about uh, doing a documentary for this podcast. So uh, this guy, he did a couple of documentaries already, got him into like a bunch of film festivals. And he wants to document me in the early stages of the podcast and what the process is like and what everything is like. So super excited about that. I'm so glad you guys are already on this journey. Uh, Nikki Young is in the building. Hi, Nikki. Uh, Josh Nasser is on there. Talking. Josh is always talking crazy on there. Shout out to Josh. Thank you. Uh, I just want to shout out the people who are listening on a Facebook Live. Amir K. Olive Hampton is in the building. Barry Clark, Charles, Charles Patrick, Keith Burns, Kristen, Elizabeth, Brooke, uh, Stout, Jim Teeter, Stacy Wallace, Ernie Reyes, Marty Ross, Lauren Tracy, Chris James, Lacidas Thompson. What's up, brother? Uh, and so many more. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a blessed day. And uh, we post these uh, right now every Monday and Thursday. Monday and Thursday. So comment, rate. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Peace.